0: Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Paul, from the Not Up For Debate podcast. Here to bring you another inductee into the Run That Shit Back Hall of Fame podcast. I know we've been going for a minute, but we're here to bring the summer in. And what better way to bring the summer in than to talk about one of the most revitalizing albums of all time. 1994, Notorious B.I.G. Zone, Ready to Die. You know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to dig deep into this one. I got some people here to talk about it, you know, so just sit back. Get ready for a great hour of podcasting, and if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from, that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. And all the niggas in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good, baby, baby. Uh. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. I said to you, it's the same clip notes as before. Man, I don't have them shits no more. I had have to look through all my details. <laughs> anyway, we're back. You know anyway, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Hall of Fame podcast, run that shit back. You know, it's been, it's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? We had to, you know, shuffle around a few things. You know what I'm saying? But we here. That's all that matters. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about... You know, probably one of the most. You know, can we make? We you can make the like on a scale. How like where do we put this as far as like debut albums? Debut albums like in
1: music history, I think it's up there. I think it's been ranked at one point. I'm sure like on Rolling Stones, just the best like albums ever. I think it's like in the fucking top like hundred. Top 100. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's.
2: Wow. That's. A lot of people have made music, though. <laughs>
0: true. True. But I mean, like, I mean, like, we're t- I'm talking about, like, albums, like, you come out batting, you know, you come out swinging, you know what I'm saying? You come out pitching at, like, 120 miles per hour, you know what I'm saying? Like, this has to be on a short list, you know what I'm saying? But for those who don't know, we're talking about 1994's Notorious B.I.G.'s Ready to Die. You know what I'm saying? Let me try and, like, before I get started, let me introduce the people that's here with me. You know what i saying? I have my man Don Knotts from Clico Studios. Uh, I have my man Tony A, my partner, along um, with uh, Randall Savage, who isn't here from the Not Up for the Big podcast. You know I'm saying? Not, first, all, I'd like to thank you guys for helping me out with this little pet project that, you know, I like talking about music, and I like talking about music with people that I love talking about music. Oh, don't show me that. <laughs> <laughs> you know Rolling Stone be giving—they're terrible. If there's one thing that ages horrible is like Rolling Stone reviews. <laughs> no, it's way better than Complex reviews.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it's way better than any Complex reviews to put together. The thing
0: that Complex do—Complex like to jump the shark. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why they have terrible. Like lists. Rolling Stone will call shit wrong and then admit to calling shit wrong 15 years later.
2: <laughs> they said, well, no, no, kind of like when the source like remiked everything, like yes, 20 years later. Yes, that was great.
0: Yes, we're going we're gonna to get into that. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, let's start at the beginning of this thing. All right. So, let's go back to early 90s. You know what I'm saying? Let's say like 1992. You know, so let's start from there. You know, the scene of rap was mainly West Coast dominated, right? Yeah. This is all coming off of, you know, um NWA and, you know, the infrastructure that they set as far as like the beginning stages of hip hop being commercialized, you know, in large part to like you have, you know, white teenagers <laughs> listening to this shit now and getting in trouble with their parents. So you have the government knocking down on doors, letters are being sent, you know, saying there are protests happening, you know, and this come off the hills a lot of the shit that was going on in the West, especially with Death Row. At the time, you could say what Snoop Dogg was probably the guy.
2: Yes, definitely. You
0: know, saying ninety—that was ninety. He came out ninety-four. No, ninety-three was doggy. 90, Sound. 93. ninety-three. Remember, but he yeah. was still fresh hot. You know, he had the deep cover, and then like all the work he did with the with the chronic. You know, he it was, just had like
1: shifted from the west coast, and the music, the type of music, was shifting from like corny rap, which was like early nineties hammer. Uh, vanilla Ice. It was like it shifts. in yeah, it, it was very
0: gimmicky. Into,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say it went from gimmicky to street. Like, yeah, overnight. like overnight.
1: Like <laughs> right. yeah, like overnight. Yeah. Um, so you went from like because you had NWA, but they wasn't like they were commercial success, but they were just like the lone sharks, yeah. and it was just mad. They blew the door right. open. Like yeah. But hip-hop goes through waves, because if you want to, like, I wouldn't pick 92. I, I see where you're going, but I wouldn't pick 92 as that time stamp, because it really starts, like, in the 80s. You go LL, you go def, right, early I wasn't, Def Jam. I wasn't trying to start. wave.
0: I wasn't, then, I wasn't saying that it started at 92. That's just the point where I want to start off at, and I'm just telling you yeah. where what, what it was looking like at the time.
1: The shift was coming towards yeah. gangster Rap. Yeah. And gangster Rap was controlled by West. Well, go ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, so, you know what I'm saying? But mainly, yes, dominated by West. You know, you had East Coast acts. You had Slick Rick. You had Public Enemy. You know, what I'm saying you had, you know, Run DMC. But you know, a lot of these guys they're starting to, you know, run their course. And a lot of these, like Slick Rick went to jail. You know, I'm so saying nobody was, you know, really was messing with Kane. And like a lot of these guys from the East Coast, LL Cool J, like, people was on, like, you know, you know, felt a certain way about him. You know, and then um, I think his commercial success was just
1: like they were getting tired of them at that yeah. point i mean it was almost 10 years but you also had like de La soul right uh, dale and q-tip a, about to say a tribe called quest i mean you had music but the shift towards like what the commercialized part of what people wanted was starting to be
0: gangster rap right so yeah so going from there gangster rap was at the forefront you know and the east coast acts that we did have you know there was a renaissance, you know, You know, let's say from 92, 93, there was a renaissance. You had a lot of guys coming out. You had Redman coming out, um, Wu-Tang, uh, you know, Nas, you know, they, like there was guys starting to really let people know that, you know, don't forget about us over here in the East. But nobody has yet to, like, you know, reach that commercial status to match the critical acclaim, you know what I'm saying? Her- Nas? And, no, not even Nas. Because Nas, Nas didn't, like, Illmatic didn't get certified until, like, two years later. So, like... So what are you saying by critical acclaim versus I mean, t- like, uh, those two different things. Th- exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you had you had albums that was held in high regard, but you know they weren't selling like the West Coast. But guys. that's critical acclaim, right? That's what that's what I'm trying to say. You know, what I'm saying that, like nobody was really household names quite yet. Not saying you know they were like you know say so the next albums around like the next Nas album, the next Wu Tang album. You know, they went went through the stratosphere. But I'm talking about upon like initial release. You know, what I'm saying. In chambers, right? But like I said, they didn't, that it was, didn't really. I see,
1: remember lines outside
0: the door. I remember, but then, it didn't, do you remember when it came out? Right, oh, but, yeah, yeah. What I'm was, just saying, th- there was pent up, right? Like, but but uh, wait, like, right. Wait. But Illmatic, but before, listen, but Illmatic yeah. didn't become certified to like, but there was 96. You used the word critical acclaim, right? I'm saying people heard it, and both, it, both people of those liked it. albums
1: were critically acclaimed, right? And they sold well. It no. just wasn't
0: West Coast. I mean, like... That's the like point. I, of, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't West Coast numbers. You had but you're
1: saying, like... But you also... Uh, you know, I don't want to mess up where you're going, but I wouldn't use these terms because they're not correct terms. You're saying, like, these people weren't superstars. They were superstars out the gate. Like, Wu-Tang had pent up... Like, they, they had already a, a pent-up demand for when that album dropped, and they were already buzzing through all the streets. They were they were the new hip i mean like the grunge like they were the grunge of what west coast wasn't doing It was like yo these are real new york niggas i mean it was
0: no, tims, it was hoodies you're it was not you're videos. not you're not wrong and like as i continue you'll see you'll see what i'm talking about all right so with all i said mm-hmm. insert puff right You know what I'm saying? You have a young, you know, intern over at Uptown Records, you know what I'm saying? He's an intern to Andre Harrell, who was pretty much running shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, think, you know, not to make another Game of Thrones reference here, but like, if Andre Harrell was Robert Baratheon, Puff was Tywin Lannister. He was that guy who was really, you know, making shit happen, you know, to the point where they started to butt heads, Puff gets fired, you know what I'm saying? And then that's when Puff decides to get his own, start doing his own thing. But before Puff left, he had, you know, he had a, you know, a little roster of talent. One of the people included was this rapper from Brooklyn, Christopher Wallace, other known as, at the time, known as Biggie Smalls, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Due to the legal, <laughs> legal situation, he had to change his name to um, the Notorious B.I.G. Um, he brings him with him, you know what I'm saying? He releases him along with Craig Mack, pretty much start up the bad boy you know, empire, you know what I'm saying? And this is what I'm talking about, you know, Biggie changed things, you know what I'm saying? Biggie and Puff, you know what I'm saying before with hip hop, you know what I'm saying there was a lot of rap, you know what I'm saying a lot of you know, a lot of sampling. Puff did a lot of sampling too, you know what I'm saying, but it weren't like a lot of, you know, what do I say, like what I'm trying to say? Like, you know, jams. Like there was like West Coast had jams, don't get it twisted. But I mean like jams to go along with the street shit. You know what I'm saying? I think Puff kinda created that formula, the B side formula to be more specific. You know what I'm saying? Like you had the street record and then you had the record that you could play on the radio, the record that the, that the girls can like, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think I remember like, you know, other rappers before that doing doing that type of formula. You was either this and this only or you was that and that only. You know, I think Puff and Bad Boy, you know what I'm saying, they kind of like, you know, they kind of created that. Would you agree? I, I agree, definitely. I
1: guess I don't know just because I, I'm I trying mean, to think yeah, of L-L. like to think of I mean, like
0: L was the first
1: person to do that. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, he, he had
0: hard records, but I wouldn't call him like a street rapper. Yeah, no. Nah, he got I mean, right,
1: was supreme.
0: Right, but he wasn't. But he wasn't and respected by all street niggas. He was respected, r- but
1: and rapped about street shit, and then turned around and had a ladies' record.
0: No, I mean, like, he was... I'm, I'm
1: bad as a. You just, what is I'm bad? No, it was it's a just... hard record, but I wouldn't call. It, like I don't look at like nobody because no, the West Coast started that glorifying gangster music, that's why okay. I said I get where you're starting from, if the, I thought that was the route you was taking, like, as far as hip-hop transitioning into like, hardcore lyrics, like, we shooting nigga in the head type shit, bussing gats, they, they started that, yeah. there was, like, rappers will rap hard, like, I'll punch you out, like, that yeah, was the yeah. first thing they would say, like, you may have Kumo, I mean, not Kumo, D, um, damn, why the fucking, Kooji Rap, Kooji Rap was probably the closest to the hardest, but he wouldn't even talk too much gunplay, you know, but then they, West Coast came out, and they were just like, yo, We're just going to rap about real life. Street shit. You can say the same thing about Run DMC. You
0: can say the same thing about Run DMC because they kind of had a street element to them, but they wasn't talking too much about street right. shit. So that's
1: why I thought that was the route you were going, not the like route of like hard records versus ladies records, because that formula was a formula.
0: That's just a hip hop with well, the rut. With well, the rut, I was going with this. You know what I'm saying? In in regards to like the record sales, you know, especially when it comes to like the East Coast Renaissance. You know what I'm saying? You had guys coming out, Wu Tang, Nas, you know, Redman, people. These guys coming out, yeah. with, coming out with these hard records. You know what I'm saying? and they were selling I'm not trying to say they put out duds they were selling Mm -hmm. but they like I said it didn't like along with the critical acclaim like you had the West Coast guys you had the Chronic which not only was like held in high regard it also sold a lot of fucking records and then Biggie's Ready to Die was the first of that renaissance to really have the numbers to match the claim. Yeah, because you, you see what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, like you know, it sold what four million at that time. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody in the East was really doing that shit. They did later. You know, what I'm saying Nas' second album, it was written, was his best selling album, mm-hmm. the Wu Tang album that came after that. Um, um, Wu, what's the fucking name? Yeah, was but that's late '90s. Right, but it was the, it was the second, it was still their second album. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But Biggie came straight out the gate blazing. See that? Like that's where I was going with
2: that. I, album, I don't actually. think Illmatic even went gold until like ten years later. No, yes. it wouldn't go like
0: like two years later. I know it didn't go platinum till like ten years later. That's what it is, platinum. Yeah. I'm thinking it took yeah. a while to actually because East Coast also bootlegged a lot. Of yeah, that yeah. was our thing.
1: Like New York's thing was to just bootleg. I bootlegged everything. I don't think yeah. I actually like. I remember my cousin buying Wu Tang. That was it. And then she bought Biggie too. Um, I don't even think we bought Nas. I know I had Nas. I had a couple copies of Nas, but I think we bootlegged shit. You know, like right. But that, either here or there. But I see where you're going. You're going to sell route, and you know I don't like the sell route because it doesn't right. mean nothing to me.
0: Right. I'm just I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying to because talking, I'm just you're talking, talking about, about Nas how... not going platinum. To yeah. It. Like does, <laughs> what does it? What does sales actually mean? No, I'm not talking about the sell. I'm just talking about like how I'm just talking about how Biggie broke the mold in contrast to the guys that came before him. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not trying to make that like the a point of emphasis on who sold the most. You know right. what I'm saying? Okay. I'm just saying like what Biggie done because what Biggie did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not too different from the other guys. It's just that they figured out you know, the, the secret sauce. Yeah, he had the secret sauce. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they executed well, a it market,
1: well. He's a marketing genius.
0: Yeah. To this day.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody, it's nobody that probably markets music better than Puff.
0: Right. You know? All right, so Don, like, you know, you was around longer than us. I'm not trying to put you out there. <laughs> Please tell me the climate of like, you know, saying like, what was it like? Rumblings, you know what I'm saying? Of, you know, this fat guy from Brooklyn, you know saying, <laughs> what I'm did, saying? What did it sound like at that time? You know what I'm saying?
2: For me personally, I wasn't even like, checking form he kind of came out of nowhere to me uh-huh. um i what, what was the first thing was it, uh, it uh, was
0: Party and bullshit. he
1: was on he was on the supercat song on, yeah about to say he was on supercat first all right and i do I think remember he that got on mary j blodge's yeah record first what, that, what was
2: the first single off his album juicy. though it was juicy it right Was it Juicy?
0: i thought it was juicy. warning i thought no. warning was his first single no juicy because juicy was made because as i found out you know saying that juicy get- leaked before the album way before the album but well, the thing is, he recorded the album in two parts. Like, the first part yeah. of the album was more the hardcore street shit, and that's when Puff stepped in and was like, all right, we need some shit to play for the radio. A lot of those records like, were, were already album, done. Like, but was, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like,
1: Juicy was not done. He forced him to do Juicy, but Juicy leaked early. Juicy was the first...
2: Well, what, I, what I remember about that time is there was just so much other shit going on to choose from. Like, right. And for, for me, I was probably late to the party on Big because at the time I I was all wu would out like if right. you weren't if you weren't Wu-Tang I wouldn't even like listen to you mm-hmm. um to be honest um and then uh let me see that was 94 what came out that or the infamous first I don't even remember I'm Infamous. so fucking old. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're talking about my mom. Well, 90. The Infamous yeah, yeah, came out yeah, in 95. Yeah, that's the problem. Infamous was 95. Yeah, like in- that. That whole like 94 Cause cause to it's 97 not even just albums. It was just music in general, yeah, like mixtapes and singles and
0: records. Not to and freestyle. Not to get ahead. I actually did look that up as far as like other albums that came out in 94. It's not as big as we think. That period, yes, but the actual year 94 is not as. big. Big, I mean, it had a lot of great records to come out of it, but it's not as big in contrast to like let's say '95 to be specific. Yeah, '95 was, was amazing, huge, you know what I'm saying? But we we can get into that later. But like, tone, how did you come around to this album? I was old enough to
1: actually go get it I mean and listen to it I'm not that young you know what I'm saying (laughs) um, I mean I I was young in contrast to like probably the content that you shouldn't be listening to I mean technically I probably shouldn't listen to that content that's on this record now it's (laughs) fucking disgusting Um, (laughs) um, no it, it was just like It was a fresh sound, I guess. Like, his voice captures you. You know, it's different than the gritty stuff. Like like you said, Wu-Tang was big. Yeah. Wu-Tang, and then they were starting to come out with this, like, I think, you know, they're starting to do the individual albums, so you're starting to hear records from them at the time. So when you heard somebody like this dude that had a different type of flow that wasn't aggressive Mm -hmm. but yet the content was yeah that was the
2: crazy thing if you think about it too like we're getting all the west coast stuff like shoved down our throats and then this guy comes on some totally different shit not even exact
0: not even that different it's a lot of the same it's just the way he says it is he knows how to disarm you you know what (laughs) what i'm saying like he really disarms you like he makes you feel comfortable about him smacking you in the face you know what i'm saying (laughs) like
1: but (laughs) but i mean we can get into crazy lyrics in a a minute because that's what he was Known for yeah but like stuff like that so it was like you said it was disarming but it was just it was also it was conversational so mm-hmm. like music so you had nas who was conversational too but it was more from a um he's a narrator you yep. know he's like looking out biggie was like i'll how i'll describe his music if he was sitting here with us on his podcast that was his music his music was like he's talking he's telling you the story yeah like from his perspective he's inserting jokes you know it was so good, I was so good his daddy did <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like shit like that and it's just like like he you could almost hear everybody laughing at the the lyrics because he was just like basically rapping a story to you it wasn't like i'm narrating i'm telling you the story right i'm not looking outside and like oh this is what's going on nah. like yo shit was crazy you know what yeah. i'm saying like right. And that's what made him different because it wasn't really nobody like that. Right. Rap was like, I'm rapping. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He was just like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to tell you
0: some shit that happened to me this week. Yeah. So I'm a little on the young side. <laughs> so, like, this album came out when I was, ha- like, probably five. <laughs> so, like, the first, time I ever, the first time I ever heard of Biggie, right, was an episode of Martin. The Martin episode. Are you we, serious? Yeah, that's the first time I ever heard of Biggie. Like it was it was, it was kind of eerie because I seen him like yo who's this guy and they was calling him Biggie they didn't call him the Tories B I G they called him Biggie Smalls mm-hmm. and then like you know literally like probably like like a month after watching that episode he died oh really you know what I'm saying I'm like what and then like I seen like and that's the thing it wasn't even a music because of the music that got to me it's just like how people responded to him dying like it shut down everything for like that week. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And then and I was, and that's the crazy part is I was a huge Puff Daddy fan. I knew who Puff was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Puff was my man. Like ever since I saw the I'll Be Missing You video, he became my favorite rapper, believe it or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was a I was a huge bad boy guy. So y'all remember those, you know, you know, um, the CD scan where you get like 12 CDs for a cent and you not return them and shit.
2: Columbia. Yeah, House. the Columbia,
0: yeah. So my mom my, my mom did that. Like twice and like I got a lot of bad boy records. I got the May shit, I got Puff shit, I got the greatest hit shit, and then I got big shit, you know what I'm saying? And I got it on cassette. <laughs> and like I listened to the I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Like I didn't like and this is like during the Jiggy era, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like the club shit. You know what I'm saying I'm like wow this has some knockers too but he's really speaking some shit that my mom wouldn't want me listening yeah. to and that's how I came around to Biggie is like he just you know he was just very infectious you know what I'm saying he knew he had the voice to draw you in and he knew how to paint vivid stories you know what I'm saying like his his like Ready to Die is a movie you know what I'm saying like it it would make an amazing like an amazing Broadway play <laughs> you know what I'm saying I hope to, not to. Over dignify this. <laughs> no, nah, like, I, honestly,
2: I could see that though. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a movie. It's mm-hmm. it's it's told
1: in that narrative form, like yeah. from birth to death. Yeah,
0: do yeah, you know he get like this is the first album I believe that gave you like. That gives you like exposition in the in the opening track, you know what I'm saying? Where it's taking you at different stages in his life, you know what I'm saying? With his birth. You know, with his birth and then his, his his parents and then him robbing that train. Like it just and that's just something that ages too that just ages amazingly, you know what I'm saying? Just the whole storytelling, this whole storytelling aspect, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I just wish more rappers today. We have Kendrick doing it, you know what I'm saying? J. Cole does it. It's not easy, that's why. Yeah.
1: It's just hard to put something in narrative form. Or at
0: least or at least to say something that people are really interested in. You know what I'm saying? Biggie just lived the very interesting life and he just effortlessly, you know, put yeah. it into musical form. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to Biggie, man. All right, so y'all ready to get into some categories?
2: Shoot. So, Fire away Captain. All right.
0: Well well, we start off with this a few album tidbits. Ready to die, released in nineteen ninety four, recorded at the infamous Hit Factory studio. Is that is that studio still open? Hit Factory? I don't know. I don't, I don't,
1: I don't know. <laughs> I don't think people record in studios as much as they used to.
0: True. So many homicides at that place. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. That place should have been shut down within a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It sold 57,000 first week, you know, went on to be certified six times platinum. You know, the source, you know, the good old buddies at the source gave it a 4.5 out of 5 mics this is at the time where the source they had like a strong fucking like rule to not give albums the five mic award
1: Alkaz got it
0: that I don't know okay right. I don't think they got it I know Nas I know Nas gave it like Nas was like the only like album that, in like a decade Scarface. they gave it to it's a the
1: couple rip. people Scarface got one right off the top Lil'
0: Kim <laughs> <laughs> yeah Lil' Kim <laughs> did she really? yeah yeah we, Yeah. it was it was a political thing cause like it was a political he thing he was dating her right at the time right? Benzino? yeah was he fucking her? I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a whole I think Benzino gave himself five mics, too. No dead ass. Like He had a group And he gave himself five mics Like the have to talk What albums got five mics Because they got initially. him The fuck out of there Because of that shit it all, it all boil down to the Naked truth. shit Really
1: Yeah But that and that Stupid fucking The source But we could do a whole episode On the source <laughs> right? The source
0: mixtapes They used to come out with oh, Benzino yeah. used to always Anchor it yeah. So yeah Biggie <laughs> Be- Be- got a Grammy nod Out of this One Grammy nod Back when the Grammys Only had like two categories For rap um, um, He got nominated For best rap solo In 1996 Do you know who he lost to?
2: Uh, 96 Not at the top You know, I don't give a shit about that Yeah, well. I'm not mad <laughs> at who he lost to,
0: too Like, this album This song still, like, tests his time Uh, Coolio's Gangsta Paradise
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> Makes sense <laughs> You know So, um At the end of Respect I guess Biggie was actually getting ahead That little intro of, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah right. <laughs> Do we think it was Lil' Kim? Yeah. Um, she's, <laughs> on she's on
2: the record the a, couple yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple times. Yeah. and a couple
1: other three. I think she's on, Yeah, and think she's on the intro too. The use the moms right, she played the yeah, moms right? Her voice is used a few times, so probably
0: her. Okay. Um this has this doesn't have too much to do with the album, but did you know like like during this time Biggie had a St. Ives commercial? He had <laughs> <it. laughs> and he had like an unreleased Pepsi commercial. Really? Yeah. All right, and the album, like you know, the album got remastered due to um, sample issues with the Bridgeport Music and Westbound Records. So if you actually have like the actual like album from the actual release, that's the actual gem because they don't put it on the streaming platforms no more. Like the like because it's missing a lot of samples that I like. But um, yeah, that's that. And all right, so um, we can start off with this one. DriveClub Quest had two original
1: Five Mike albums.
0: Mm. Low end theory has to be one of them, right? Of course. And first Midnight album? Marauders? No. Which mm. probably deserves one, but
1: um People's Instinctive Travels. Mm, and, the first one, yeah. Yeah. The first one at Air B. Rockham.
0: They also had a five mic, right?
1: Yeah. They have two. No, they have one. Um so, this is the original five mics out of the first, I guess, before they really started fucking shit up. After they went back in 2002 is when they went back and reviewed a lot of the albums. So, I won't read those. But I'll read the original five mic albums. Um, I just said Tribe Called Quest. The next one was Eric B. and Rakim, uh, Rakim Let the Rhythm Hit, uh, Ice Cube's America's Most Wanted, um, Brand New Band, One for All, Daylight Soul, is, uh, is Dead, The Low End Theory, Nas is Ill uh Life After Death, Biggie, Um Outcast, I told you, Aquimini. Yeah,
0: okay, Equimini.
1: I thought we, I thought you were talking about the Southern Play. Which what is that like my favorite album from them, actually. It's yeah, mine, mine also. It's mine cool. as well. Cool. Um The Blueprint, Still Mad It which is funny because it
0: still mad did not do
1: that no he, <laughs> it's not that, a 5 mic album it's not a 5 mic album but it, I I, get I know it. Scarface is on Scarface, the fix Scarface the fix, and then the naked truth <laughs> the naked
2: truth that's where that's where that's where shit
0: hit the fan like, like okay but, we started to get with Zeta the fuck out of here Bun, Bun B, Bun
1: B Trill OG I remember that yeah um I don't think that's a 5 mic album but it's a good album um and then Kanye West, "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasies," yes. which is a five mic album, and then they just went yeah. back, and it's a slew of other. Albums I remember because I,
0: I remember like the, I remember um, the Chronic. They gave like a three point five, and they knew it was a five. Like I remember people saying they knew it was a five mic album, but they, they gave did. it a
1: four point five.
2: That had I to be was, later. I
0: remember because I remember the initial one was like
2: three point five. I, it I was, think it was low like that. Yeah, yeah they like, they lowballed it Byers. because, because Byers. it was a West.
0: Yeah, it was a w- strictly because it was a West Coast album. They lowballed it.
1: got four point five. Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, um, Ready to Die, The Infamous, Only Built for Human link, And these all went back and they gave him, gave him five.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: All right. That's it. That's all
0: right. <laughs> all right. So what's your favorite song, Dev? Uh, Probably The What. The What? The yeah. Just because
2: I was on my Wu-Tang shit back then. Yeah. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, like dude, I, like, I went back and listened. I know Biggie came out and said that he probably thought meth got him on that. Mm-hmm. You know, say Meth has always been one of the most underrated. I mean, he was a star, but he was like underrated, you know, compared to other to like other rappers. I still think Redman was the better one of their group. Yeah, but definitely. but um, yeah, I went back and listened to him. Like, it's not as lopsided as people try to make it out to be. Well, because Meth was
1: probably the more established artist a little bit at, at the people, time. Yeah, yeah, at the time, yeah, and people loved Meth at the time. Like he was an attraction. So. Uh, I can see why people thought Meth had him. It was, like, evenly matched. Meth did say some shit.
0: He did say some shit. I like the way Biggie was just stacking words on top of each other. It's like, chips to avalanches. It's the praying man. Well, it's like, it's funny, too. If yeah. you think
1: about...
2: You yeah, guys A-A-B-B remember...
1: BB flow is crazy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: there, there was a Clue tape that came out around the time when Nori was, like, on top of the world. Uh, had a freestyle of him, Fabulous, on the money panel, mm-hmm. Respect me, mm-hmm. Fabulous outshined the shit out of him. But it was just Nori's presence and the hype around yes. him at the yeah. time. And that happens. Yeah, and nobody gave a fuck about anything Fab was saying. But, yeah, if you ask anybody, they, they say Nori got him yeah, out. Yeah, listen, I love Nori yeah. Big,
1: I mean, and, and Big Boy, their albums, the two splits. And everybody like, speaker box was garbage. Now you go back and listen to the speaker box, like, yo, this shit is phenomenal. Right. It's just, like, yeah. it was just the person's height at, you know, their stratosphere that they were in was yeah. just, like, Yeah.
0: Meth, yeah, meth was just infectious. Like there's yeah. probably like three or four guys in Wu Tang that was better than him, but he just knew how to. <laughs> he just knew how to dr- draw you in. You know, so he just had that charm. You no, know, the charisma. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the same with Big. Big, yeah, Big, Big, Big has charisma. You know, what I'm saying because you can you can argue Big isn't the most lyrical, but he just know <laughs> he he just says shit that's no, very. That's what made him the best because it was lyrical. No, he, was, he I'm, wasn't. I'm not saying. No, I'm saying. I'm saying he's not miracle. I say he probably wasn't the most, but he knew. But he, but the shit that he said kept you drawn in, and yeah. he knew
2: how to sell it. I'm yeah, he knew, knew how
0: to sell it. He was a great salesman. Right. So like that, and then he was a
1: storyteller. So he tried to p- paint pictures for people. In the most clear, concise way. Yeah. So the, his word choices was was better than people. I think if he wanted to get lyrical and say some crazy shit, he probably could, but it yeah. wouldn't fit his character yeah. because he was a funny guy. Right. So he'll insert the jokes. He'll insert the random randomness of certain lyrics. But his connection, like to stuff, like his his um ability to draw in different types of social you know, things that were going on at the time. And he was just like, no rapper was really doing that. He was pulling in social, act, like, which people do now all the time, but he was one of the first people to pull in something, a social event, and put it right into the middle of his, you know, like, mm-hmm. blow up, like, the World Trade. Yeah. Like, shit like that.
0: Nobody else was doing nothing like that. Yeah. Oh man, I, mi- I can't believe I missed that one. because <laughs> I have, like, a list of, like, his, like, you know, the his best lines of rappers? Yeah, I can't, be- I can't believe I missed that one. But, yeah, my favorite song, my favorite Biggie is Dark Biggie. I like when Biggie Suicidal th- th- Suicidal Thoughts is my, favorite, is my favorite Biggie song my two favorite Biggie songs are Suicidal Thoughts and, and yeah. Niggas Bleed <laughs> like, yeah I
1: don't, I yeah, don't want to use anything from the new album <laughs> I'm, no, inside, I'm just but, saying yeah. like,
0: I just love Biggie when he's dark I feel you you know what I'm saying like, we can like go with a few other honorable mentions just give me the loot just a whole back and forth with himself that's something I've never heard before at a time a guy who's yeah. really rapping to himself yeah, like a little little man. Man. you know what I'm saying me and my bitch me and my bitch gets me in my feels all the time. That's just like that's like an opera song. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's, you know, it's just a very tragic, you know what I'm saying? Like it's very sad, you know what I'm saying? Like but it's also super relatable. Like I know people like that, you know what I'm saying? People who who are super toxic for each other, but you know, they can't stand to not be around each other until it's actually too late, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just it's just poetry, you know what I'm saying? Like people people don't make songs like that no more. I think the last person to make a song like that might have been Rachel Me Kwan. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but um yeah, and then you warning got Morning is my Warning. from this album Morning is mine. Um I just like like his like his ability to store tell stories i think that, like i said one well, he's one of the first to do stuff like that from the beginning to end you know he's painting you a picture he goes through and then you know just add in that scenario which that could be a mini movie within itself yeah you know it one, is it, it's 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 a scene from a movie it's just you know and it's painted beautifully it's it's artistic it's um it's graphic right <laughs> um but it's also you know like very descriptive you could you could literally see it you're listening to it and you're just like i could go step by step from the minute he's in a barbershop all the way to the end
0: with the red dots. Yeah. And then, you know. Right. And it, it's very, it's very, it's very tight as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm It's tightened up. Like, you know The hook only happens once. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it, like, it just, it just knows, it just knows exactly what to give you. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah. The sequencing, Um, I don't know if that's a lot of him or uh, Puff, mm-hmm. but I both, I'll give them both credit because Puff is on the album a lot. Yeah. Um, the sequencing of the album is probably the, uh, you you call that the shining star like it sequenced it perfect yeah. from
2: it's like a movie it's, it's extremely cohesive that can make her break an album yeah, and I, I feel like a lot of people fuck up in that aspect too call it
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could talk about that a little bit. Like, has there been a top heavy albums? Yeah, that's yep. uh, you know. Has there been an album before that, at least in hip hop? I know, like a that lot sequence of sequence just as good. Like, it's very cohesive. Like, if you take out a song out of this album, I feel like you're going to be missing something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to take it, absolutely. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like what, like what album in hip hop? I know a lot of rock bands do that. You <laughs> like Pink Floyd? They have like rock operas
1: and shit. Uh, before this, this maybe uh, Tribe Called Quest was known to do that. Uh-huh. Um, I would say low end theory is like that right. okay. um I, it's hard to say before this obviously Nas's illmatic was made that way yeah. um i i don't know who else the chronic yeah the chronic I, is sequenced perfect
0: I don't, I don't i mean it's not i mean it's not like a it's not a story yeah but like
1: that uh, it could be it could be a story about dre um but it's sequenced perfectly for that okay um I, I don't think anything in sequence is good. I don't think stuff I don't think any of those other records are bad either. I mean, oh Doggy Style is, is perfect. I was gonna say that. Doggy yeah. style is perfect. Uh it's hard. I mean you talk about classics. That's what Megan breaks a classic. Uh, to be able to back then when you had a tape, you wasn't able to skip records, yep. so it was important to sequence perfectly right. because you didn't want to fast forward a record to yep. pop
2: your tape. Right. So you know, <laughs> you know what was the worst back then too? When you did have an album on tape and there was all these intros, you didn't know when the song ended and what was going on. Yeah, right. right. you would try to follow the track listing, but like for me, I forgot what album. I, I feel like it was it was, it, it was, was like ridiculous. the old Dirty album or even the only built for Cuban links. It's just so much shit going on and there's never a moment of silence when you know the they next one's coming s- in. Crazy skits. I yeah. think
1: um, Meth Man's album is like that too. Yeah. But even though he has some of my favorite skits ever made, uh, but that's a whole nother yeah, topic. To yeah. like a million skits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, big big skits too. So I'm yeah. not gonna say he didn't, but they were. Hey, but done he perfectly. hit him. But,
0: but but yeah, he hit. Him, except for like the fuck me skit, you know what I'm saying? Which is that's like a ghost. skiffable skit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, like, that's yeah. what I say.
1: There's certain stuff that I don't listen to now. Right, but the yeah, rest of the skits
0: just, he usually hides in the in the songs. You know what I'm saying? We could talk about the producers real quick. You know, we had Easy Mo B, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He was like a staple of Badman. I know he had DJ Premier, right. Heavy D. Yep. And then of course Puff, you know what I'm saying, who just had his, you know, his, man. you know, his his sauce all over this, you know what I'm saying? I just think it's just brilliant like the mixture of street shit, you know what I'm saying, as as well as like shit that can be played on the radio, you know what I'm saying? Like just the idea of juicy, you know, the idea of juicy fruit, you know, and a, a street rapper rapping over it. Like, you know what I'm saying, you got to be a different nigga to come yeah. with some shit like that. Yeah you know what I'm saying so yeah shout out to them um let's talk about some of the best lines from here you guys are free to add um I'm probably gonna do this you know do this ch- little cheat move like I did with uh with the blueprint and uh you don't know but the entire juicy is like it's I was. Just, that's what I was gonna say the entire juicy it was all a dream and if you don't know the entire you know. song is a hip hop quotable you know what I'm saying yep. like you know what I'm saying like, And it still get burned To this day Because of the one liners And you know In white in bars Like you know what I'm saying It's not just a club record They play this in karaoke yeah. You know what I'm saying It's probably a kids' Bop version Somewhere well, it's known, just, for some skyway, you know? yeah. Yeah. known for some of the best Quotable
1: one line Throw rollies in the skyway Yeah for some of the best One liners Super
0: Nintendo Sega Genesis yep. You know what I'm saying And this is like 97 When I heard this I thought like And like I didn't like I was like damn I need to go get a second Genesis <laughs> 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 We had Playstation But fuck I want a second Genesis Biggie told me to get a Sega Genesis all right, Um damn! Why you want to stick me, me for my paper? paper? You know, damn! What I'm saying? Why you? The fact that he repeated it
1: five times. Yeah, that was, the, that was the
0: hook. My, this is my favorite line. You know, what I'm saying this is me being on my weird shit. But like the first time I heard this, it just blew my fucking mind, and I was like, okay, this this guy's fucking amazing. He said, I got techniques dripping out my butt cheeks, sleep on my stomach so I don't fuck, fuck up, up my sheets. sheets. Yeah. That is my yo, that is my all time favorite biggie <laughs> yeah, Line. That's a, that's a like yo, line. you gotta be a sick nigga to come up with some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> He's like, you either slinging ca- either slinging crack rock or you oh, got yeah, a wicked, wicked jump, jump shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Some say the some say the X make the sex spectacular. Live from Beth for stop for son. the live is one representing BK to the fullest. Gets I put, god damn, this thing <laughs> is nice, man. <laughs> niggas want to know how I live the Mac life, getting money, smoking mics like crack pipes. You know, say I had niggas want to stick you for your paper. I know how I know I know how I feel to wake up fucked up, pockets mm-hmm. broke as hell, another rock to sell. Like it's just so many fucking one-liners, and that's just where Biggie's yeah. at his best. Like you heard know about, they,
1: about the Rolexes and the Lexus, with the Lexus, with the Lexus, but with the, Texas the way, yeah, this is the he
0: stacked words on yeah. top of each other and shit. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't call him super lyrical, but he gives you these little spouts where he can show you can. I'm one, not, that is I'm super not, lyrical, right.
1: It's just his word choices is not difficult for you to understand. Like he picks his so spots. people pick lyrical artists is going through. All these words that you have to go look up in the dictionary, yeah, right? Yeah. Biggie is super lyrical because he could do those type of really complex rhyme schemes without using
2: big words. Big right. words. He's yeah.
1: I know about the Rolexes in and the Alexis Rolexes with, with the, the Texas, Texas Lights, place to place on the state. Like, yeah, like, like. like know, I feel like not
0: many rappers can yeah, do that. Like, like I, th- I throw Kendrick in that category. Yeah, Kendrick like, could do it. Of like rappers who who keeps Eminem this, could do it. Yeah, the, who keeps this switch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They'll just be saying some idle shit, but at the at the drop of a dime, they could flip it on you and say some da 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 and no. then go right back to you know, getting back in the element and shit. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's just brilliant. You know what I'm saying? So what lines do y'all stick out? You know what I'm saying? What lines you like? What lines you, you, you wait you can't wait to hear once you start listening to the album? Like once I get to the song, I'm not turning because I want to listen to that line. Like I said, mine's is the butt cheeks line.
1: (laughs) A lot of them. I like that they went back. So my favorite. I like the ending, original ending in Suicide Thoughts, and it ends that way, which is supposed to be. But they also went back, and when it was remastered um, for the twenty years, they added the two tracks that was basically recorded with the album, which was at that time was still hot in the club and that Dreams? was Dreams Dreams and Who, who so basically did. they came out the same time in the album did they just didn't they weren't well, on the was, album she,
0: Who Shot she came later that's it was only... a
1: freestyle but it was that was supposed to I mean those were out. they were considered a part of that album you okay. know? Um, and Dreams was just like some bullshit that he recorded and I don't know why Puff didn't want to put it on the album but it's one of his fa- It's one of everybody's Favorite records I mean yeah. Like obviously um, Escape is still mad about it the, <laughs> um,
0: the ugly ass Escape
1: I fucked with Paul Before I I mean <laughs> shit, shit like that Is Fantastic Yes There's nothing like that Ever man it, art, And it, what I liked about Biggie He wasn't afraid to say shit
0: like that Right Artists that yeah, he's an artist that's say that. He's already fat and ugly. What you going to say to that nigga? Yeah, like, right? He says <laughs> that in the record. Ugly as ever. However, yeah.
1: I say, Coochie's out to, to the socks. Like, Wait, come on. Watch
0: Phil with- oh, my God. How did I miss that one? <laughs> so,
2: <laughs>
1: it's like, he covered all of like, He's like, it's like he did the Eminem Beat Rabbit movie before
0: it was about right, a day. Yeah. Like, he knew what you yeah, would he say about him. It. Yeah. And he just used it, it against you. He was just that smart that he could take it and, like, flip it against was you. Because he was a comedian at heart. Yeah. That,
2: that, so. that was another song, too. One More Chance. That, that entire song was a quotable. It's a quotable. Too. Yeah.
1: Yes. Both the original and the remix, which yeah. is not on the album. But um, the remix is just as important as anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. the remix. Which carried the album to more sales. Yep. yep. I mean, that was the reason why it sold more than ninety five. Because right. when that one more chance came out, they were like, "Yo, this guy's the fucking go and, B- yeah. and Big Papa," which right. is also a quotable lines. Yeah. Welch is great. A, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> it's like call your friends and we can give them And pop. Yeah. Pop. That's one of the most quotable lines. I'm gonna come clean. Like I listen, Shit, we could do this every weekend. All right. <laughs> and um, you know, obviously, young, uh, what's her face, um, which is uh. His son's mom. She's in the video. She's the one in the hot tub with. Yeah. Him. But at the time, she was like 16. Was she? Yeah. She. Yeah. yeah she was, cause remember they tried to call her
0: out for that. Yeah. 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 And she was like, "Yo, why are you guys
1: worried about me?" And it was like Puff. At the time, was like they start doing
0: the math. No, I'ma come clean. Brooklyn niggas is different. <laughs> <laughs> Puff from Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When, let me stop. New York niggas back no, then is different. Yeah, because you know. You know what I'm saying. There's a few questionable people in my family, but let's not get into it. <laughs> Big
1: Jay-Z yeah. and fucking Puff was all courting these young-ass fucking 16-year-old women. That's just the music industry. Were, and it's the music industry. It's they were just courting
0: out there. Woody um, Allen. <laughs> it's
2: not in the music industry, man.
0: All right, so what about what about this album holds up very well? Um, we can start with this, the cover. Amazing, iconic cover. You know saying? I know... I know this cover kinda got him into trouble with Nas and Wu Tang. I know Raekwon tried to call him out, tried to say he was biting Nas' style. But like, you know, it's just it's just it's just amazing. Like it's just it just sticks out. You know what I'm saying? I see this on a bunch of T shirts. You know what I'm saying? You don't even have to listen to rap or like know who Biggie is to so identify with that fucking That's true. cover. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um like we said earlier, Puss formula, you know what I'm saying, the B-side formula with the, you know I'm saying, with the street records and the, uh, you know, and then the radio records to help, you know, for a push, you know what I'm saying, like that's, you know, he he created something special with that. I I feel
2: like with that formula, uh, Ready to Die was um, uh, pretty much the trial and error Mm -hmm. for that formula, and then that shit, like, came into, like, full circle on life after death mm-hmm. yeah like you had the street records but they they sounded they didn't sound like they were sampled off some shitty record like they sounded professionally mixed like mm-hmm. well yeah they had the budget open oh up. yeah, hell, hell, hell records, yeah. The A- budget absolutely but yeah no that that formula definitely came full circle on the next album mm-hmm. for sure
1: yeah obviously you know you listen to hypnotize and how crispy that sound yeah. yeah you know definitely didn't have to use the, the but green, i mean even RZA like the sound.
2: hard-ass records on there yeah Nix like bleed and yeah.
1: Let's um, what's beef? Right. Yep. You know, the fifteen times they used the Al Green sample.
2: Yeah. Through the album. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, um another thing that aged pretty well. Uh Puff's ad libs. Um per, I don't know like Puff being on your song just ele- just takes it to a, a like a new level of elevation. And I mm-hmm. think he could do that with anybody. Except now. No, he could do it now. Like he did a great th- he did a great job with Rick Ross, you know what I'm saying? I like hearing him on two chains was on Nipsey album, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Puff, like, sprinkling Puff over your song, you know what I'm saying? It just, yeah, Game. Yeah. There yeah,
1: are a lot of people use
0: them. You know, I just feel like people try and use Puff to let people know that, hey, I should be taken serious. Like... Yeah, and it's a good... I mean, to have
1: Puff on a record still symbolizes wealth. Usually the records that yeah. they, they put them on is, you know, like, hey, I got money too. What, mm-hmm. what
2: was the worst record that Puff was ever thrown on for ad lib purposes?
1: I could, It probably...
2: Mike Geronimo, nothing move but the money <laughs> flop. I was gonna name one of the. Yeah, he definitely didn't use the puff uh
0: feature right. But th- th- I feel
2: like I was it was done band, right.
1: Anything with the band on it. I was <laughs> gonna say I was, too, yeah. I
0: was gonna one up you there. I was gonna say on um, the new edition shit. <laughs> oh yeah, when he tried to get the hot new, tonight. <laughs> yeah, he tried to get new edition. All right, back so let's the- stay on this. What's your favorite puff ad-libs? Like what song? It's, I'm uh, gonna come clean. I love bump on bump. bump. <laughs> 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 Let's work. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of the...
1: Without him rapping, just ad-libs, without him rapping, yeah. that's probably the best one. No, he rapped on Bump Bump Bump, Did right? he
0: rap on Bump 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 I don't think he rapped on Yeah,
1: Bum. he did, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think he raps, uh It's hard to say without... Uh, his best ad-lib without fucking really... And getting a check was the one with um, Kesha. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wake up in the morning feeling like... Actually, know it he, he, he Brian, does, huh? like, the two lines.
2: <laughs> what, what the hell was that old-ass... Um, um I, Was it Total... The Kissin' You Remix. He did rap on it. That was like yeah. the first time I actually heard him rap. But his ad libs were on point on that.
0: Probably this also you could He the, has a ton. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned the Mace feels so good. We just had the four bars in the middle of that song, and then like you know as like which pretty much was like a people used to use Puff as bridges <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm saying do Maze got the ladies yeah, <laughs> promise, ladies yeah yeah, and then like you just ad-lib over the whole shit yeah Puff is amazing man like I want, I would want Puff to fucking like ad-lib over a funeral tape of me <laughs> if I die you have should Puff have him ad-lib over,
2: over this whole episode yes yeah. <laughs> take take that, take that. Yeah, that uh, was your soundboard when you needed right? no,
0: no, it. I forgot <laughs> another thing that ages well. We talked about the cohesiveness of the album. Um, Meph's appearance ages pretty well. Another thing that ages pretty well, especially given this climate, um, the. The gay lines, you know, what I'm saying. Biggie was very comfortable in his sexuality, so he said a lot of gay shit through his whole career, right? And it was just like whatever. Fingal, nigga. You know, what yeah, what yeah, I'm saying, yeah. like,
1: Fingal, nigga, nigga, asshole, right?
2: <laughs> fuck them,
0: them in the fuck in the womb, threw sword on the womb, <laughs> fucked him with a broom, like you know, what I'm saying, like, other yeah. than fucking him in the ass and throwing them over the bridge, yeah. <laughs> right? There was a lot of it was it was a lot of gay lines, but like I said, Biggie, he just had that charisma that you just didn't care, so you'd be happily like on the street, you know, saying saying the shit out loud on the train, and like niggas probably wouldn't look at
1: you like you were bugging Uh, the listen ability of the album aged the the best that you can still listen through it Um, you don't have to skip only the fuck skip that's it it's really uncomfortable that didn't age well that's the only thing that didn't age well is hearing little Kim and him Fucking in the studio. Yeah, we can transition to that. I was
0: um, gonna, say, I was gonna say, was, in that regard, one thing that age is terrible about the album, probably like the disrespect towards women. <laughs> but that was his story. He, no, he goes, I, I, and if yeah. you
1: listen to Suicide Thoughts, he talks about that. He says, "Puff, yo, I'm a piece of shit. Um, I yeah. treat women bad. You know, it's like." So, I mean, it, there is some remorse in that. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about treating his moms bad, robbing yep. his mom multiple
0: times through the fuck album. Fuck the world, fuck my moms and my girl. Like, my life is played out like a jerk. Yeah, he robbed his mom at least four tracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: he's beating up little Kim in at least three tracks. Uh, yeah. So, you know, Eminem got that, his
0: whole shit from Biggie. Let's talk about that. That's <laughs>
1: yeah, a, a whole other episode. I mean, we no, owe no. Eminem a whole episode. We owe him We <laughs> always <laughs> dance around
0: him. Um, Stop ducking, nigga. We got you. <laughs> But yeah, um
1: I think a lot of that aged poorly. Yeah. You like you this, said the the women disrespect. The um, source
0: is 4.5 rating aged bad.
1: <laughs> the source aged bad period. The source
0: aged bad period. of um, yeah.
1: Mr. C Mr. C, Mr. C, a- C, yeah. C <laughs> aged yeah, Mr. C didn't it make was it was a out. lot today. <laughs> Un- and puff puff aged well. Um yeah, puff aged you know, amazing. he uh, bad boy didn't that's true. Bad boy I still
0: think it's just one of those iconic things. Like I look his at his trajectory arced probably
1: around ninety eight and then ever since then there's been a slow decline. There's I doubt been they, some blips of the name will always be It one. was strong up until about
0: two thousand four. What was in two thousand four? I mean it was, you had, was
1: their biggest artist. No listen That's not really
0: business model. I'm saying you had I mean you had him, you also had the band. Was pretty good. I'm like I'm. I'm, Okay, that's a compared to. Yeah, about to say compared to what he had. Yeah, the bad boys two soundtrack in 98. Yeah, he set the bar
2: too high for himself. Yeah, it arced in ninety eight, and
1: it's been a slow decline ever since they so, aged poorly Bad Boy is only known for it's name I wouldn't say, say
0: aged poorly I would look at it like the same way I would look at like Def Jam like nobody really needs to be signed to Def Jam but just the name Def Jam alone is gonna but live good but Def Jam long.
1: legacy lasted a little bit longer and stronger than
0: right but I'm saying as long as Puff is alive the Bad Boy logo is alive like Def, that's it like Death Row that's what I'm saying like Death like Row is, is, is nowhere they you know what I'm saying they aged poorly De- too well that's because that shit passed around to like three or four different owners like you know what I'm saying that's the one
1: good thing about Bad Boy is that it's still in the hands of of, you know, Puff and right. Puff still owns it, Puff still owns the rights to it. I give you that, it's better than what, like, at the end of the day, um, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre have no rights to death, uh, death row. And you know, Puff will always have that over them that I survived whatever war it was, right? I survived with my name and my masters, you guys had to pay your way out of,
2: yeah, right? You know,
1: I own my shit from the, from the jump, yeah, that's so what... I give Puff that yeah. regard, but as far as like artists and talent wise, it declined. In probably 98,
0: 99. It started
2: for me with Shine. One Declining? One. Well, yeah. no,
0: probably when Mace left.
2: That, yeah, remember yeah, when, yeah, when well, he yeah, died, was Mace, like, Mace was supposed Mace, to take that. That was right 22. around the same time, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, but was yeah like, Mace was supposed to be the think. guy. Mace was the
2: guy. So but then Double Up came out
0: early 2000s. So maybe 99. Two, double Up? Double no. Up came out 99. You sure? Yeah, because I had it on Blue Lake,
2: it came out. That 99. was Mason's second album, right? Yeah, 99 yeah. It was a big
0: year because Jaru. It was ninety nine. It was like, ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. So then you had
1: so maybe so Shine was early two thousands.
2: He for he came he was on that double up album,
1: right? yep.
2: So Seems his, like, his, his album gym, came no, out. Fuck it.
1: What I'm saying, Puff's the best man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like Which, like, a, like a year later, I think uh, Shine's album dropped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, My and dessert. the first single was Mad Hot. Yeah, like it, it was. It was that really whole ridiculous. album
0: was hot. You said my Shine album was Yeah, amazing. he yeah. had some records. I my mean, it was, they heard my voice. <laughs> it was a puff.
1: It was. was a puff produced, and which is a still that's actually still a club record. Yeah, that yeah. comes on. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. So you talk. So well early two thousands the decline you had. Bad Boy for Life, but then yeah. when Puff became the biggest artist, it's not. It's hard to have your CEO as the biggest artist. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I, I it wasn't
1: there. I mean, you started signing stupid people. I mean, you had like. That was, you know...
2: I mean, he had... I mean, don't Jack say, Rob. There, there I was, mean, he sprinkled There was some
1: joints
0: that came out. Young Jock it's going down, came out. You had Boys in the Hood. He had Jeezy for a second.
1: He was sprinkle hits because Puff is a hit maker.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure he, if he wanted to make a hit
1: now, he could find a way to make a hit yeah. or buy one. But that Dirty Money album's pretty good. I guess. All right. <laughs> I'm not I never saying he doesn't have thing. glimpses of... But it wasn't... Like you said, he set the bar to. Okay, no, I he get it. Had him. consecutive. He was the hottest thing going. Everybody that came out was putting
0: out fire. Right. Not but you only fire. Fart- made it seem like Total's album is fire. Right, but you guys made it seem like it like folded like at ninety eight. I would not nah, say I, that. Pretty much.
1: I mean, I don't want to put
2: out a one hot record every time. I want to know average. why he never continued to work with Total. <laughs> like they just fell off the Burk map. Burned him out. Yeah. Yeah. It Talent. Well, I mean, How come I don't Jay
0: don't work with a mill no more. <laughs> like <you know.
1: laughs> she, he talked about it before. She has a terrible work ethic. <laughs> Trying to work with people that don't come to the studio, man. Like
0: Puff is a real Illuminati. Like every guy that works for him finds some form of religion or dies. Mace, right, Mace, Shine, Loon craig
1: Mac. craig member craig mack, craig remember craig craig mack. mack.
0: was in that cult, was in it that that cult. <laughs> oh damn rest in peace craig man <laughs>
1: he wasn't yeah. a cult though so i'm not gonna i don't respect shit you know like saying? that but at least we don't hear about
0: bad boy artists like doing bad if you we want to talk about that
1: that is bad you just said we don't hear about bad boy, bad boy artists doing bad Find a religion is doing bad if you find a cult or you're like <laughs> stuck overseas i get it but like i mean P- Shy can't come back To America that's right That's his fault
2: Yeah I think so Yeah, yeah that movie, and
1: Fucking loom too He left like America Like in a turban Like I don't
2: know if that's, <laughs> Didn't somebody Hit him in the face With a no, shovel he or he smacked
0: shit? He smacked 40 <laughs> cow With a shovel In the face in, really a, <laughs> in the barbershop And these <laughs> niggas Call um They call What's her name Um uh, Miss Jones In the morning <laughs> Yo that was A legendary episode Yo <laughs> He said yo I give Buff this, this. He said like... why is A shovel in your trunk
1: <laughs> Puff still. He's a part of Illuminati he's probably yeah. the top five most gangster um individuals in hip hop because nothing nothing never happened to him. Yeah. But, I mean he fucked everybody in the ass and nobody even tried. dares disrespect yeah. him. They
0: tried. Jada, Jada tried Jada tried. Jada tried. Apologize, <laughs> just
1: ask Kiss. <laughs> How did that
0: end for well for Jada Kiss?
1: All right. Um, like, there's been nobody to really challenge him. I mean, even yeah. to this day, the Young Bucks get slapped around. Mm-hmm. Like, he's known to slap Drake and J. Cole. J. Cole. Yeah. So, it's like he's always been consistent with his gangster. Mm-hmm. And he lives on the West Coast. Go figure. Yeah. All right. Along with the rest of all the New York rappers. Yeah, right. It's kind of weird, right? I would say so, yeah. All right, so... um, What else from that album?
0: Well, another thing I really... It didn't age well. It's just that I... Don't care to listen to it really. Um, the original "One More Chance." That's not uncomfortable. I mean,
1: obviously the verses were. It's just, used that, the, again it's just off, that the remix on, was just so much
0: good. Like I heard the remix before I heard the re- like I said, most I, people did. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was it. So when I was like, "Oh, I want to hear one more chance," I'm like, "What the fuck is this?"
1: playing? But if you notice those verses, it wasn't. It was just a poor beat selection for the yeah, actual yeah. content. Yeah. But those verses was used again on the Biggie duets and mm-hmm. all the other shit, and people still know those verses. Which yeah, is I, funny. yeah, I still
0: know the I still know the rhymes.
1: Yeah, I guess Biggie's rap legacy probably ages the best. However, the fact that Biggie didn't have the work ethic of any other rapper that dies early... His materials didn't last. Limited. I mean, he was yeah, still so working limited.
0: though. There was a lot of material between ninety four Like, cause remember, he did the Junior Mafia album, and then he had this. Uh, he this good He has a lot of material, but he. And then he actually, made a lot of guest appearances. He was on Michael Jackson's album, like you know, he did. He was on Shaq's album, not to mention, like you said, um, he did the Tracy Dreams. Lee. Yeah, he had the Dreams <laughs> record, not to mention he was sprinkled all throughout that like the Bad Boy rec- records. Like he was yeah. working. Like, yeah, but I mean, he doesn't
1: like he didn't have the catalog backup of anybody else. Well.
2: I, you're probably just comparing him to Tupac at that point, but yeah. Let's say I, if he really did die, <laughs> I think he's alive because but, I honestly I don't care that. if he's alive or not. <laughs> like, yeah, I, no, I just don't even if he's alive or not. no. Even for uh, for for that amount of music that he had after he died, like that shit's not humanly possible. Like, it, it is.
0: Lil Wayne does it. <laughs> Little Wayne does have a lot of money. Yeah, if, if he
2: does, but I don't. I don't know. That, that, think about it. Yeah, that how much was money. You know how many people Pac old money too?
0: <laughs> i be living, IV. right? I
2: be living in the studio
0: too. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he was a fake gangster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't really out there doing nothing, right?
1: He was in, <laughs> he was in out in the streets, like my man Joe Button would say. Yeah, he was not outside. He wasn't. <laughs> when
2: he went outside, he got shot. He got shot. Every yeah, time he went sure. outside,
1: he got shot. It's like, damn! I go outside, I get shot. Right. <laughs> I would stay inside too and Gosh. make records. Like it wasn't safe for Pac out there. Um, but I don't want to go off in tangent. Yeah, Biggie. As far as the materials, that obviously we were limited. We were limited time with him, so that's the part the worst part about it. But the quality of the music that he did put yeah, together still holds it's, up. It still holds up. It's not a lot of shitty big verses out there. It's not a lot of questionable, it's like, like uh, yeah, like, I gotta skip this verse.
0: It's terrible. I wish you'd have never rapped on Victory. Yeah, he didn't really phone anything in.
1: I wish <laughs> you'd have never rapped on Victory. That would have been a great
0: song. <laughs> <laughs> that was his song that he said, Here, Puff, you can have oh, yeah.
1: this. Like, yeah, Puff is artist. It's one of the most beautiful written rap songs. It is. Um, It's triumphant You know It has a slow build It's
0: like hip hop's We are the champions That shit gets you So
2: fucking pumped
0: Like Yeah This is the build up that doom
2: Yeah Like he looks like You're watching a Rocky movie If he didn't die Would he have made His Nostradamus Eventually Eventually. I think so It happens I mean you get
1: lazy Money Comes You know Full coming in and you have to make an album and he would have did some you know doctors say I need about three weeks of recovery <laughs> yeah call the nurses love me, I do like I thing.
0: always say this about biggie I think biggie's one of those guys you know like Jay who knows how to adapt to you know to the environment I, I do I do see him working with like Mike will or you know saying or or yeah, metro I mean, Booming. and Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: kingdom come yeah it, it happens you're going to make a dud because you're you're either a burnt out or B not expired inspired um biggie was just at a point where his whole first album is I'm petrified. Um I'm you know, I'm afraid of my own damn shadow. Pretty much ready to die. It's like, yo, I could die any minute. He spends most of the, the album just talking about like how niggas is really like most of the album is like I'm gonna die if I don't fuck all these bitches. And right. If I fuck these bitches, I'm probably still gonna die. It yeah. was really two or three different topics he talked about, but he spoke about it in the most beautiful way he could. And um but eventually that gets old If you become successful Then like what is your inspiration Has to come from It happens to all the greats It happens to Jay-Z um, That's why he made Kingdom Come mm-hmm. It was like I, I really don't have a reason to rap But I'm a rap anyway just Because a, I'm just good Just i burn at, time Yeah I'm, I'm good at it And I miss it You yeah. know So he comes out with the album But good thing It was so shitty That it was like Oh shit I have to come back And then you, you're able to make You know um, American Gangster Because you're inspired by the yeah. movie Yeah But if you're not inspired And you make the Blueprint 3 it's hmm. just like whose fault is it? It's yours. Yeah. Don't you don't you shouldn't have to be obligated to make music, um, right. And I think Biggie would have did that. I think Puff would have kind of divorced him like with a lot of hot beats, and he'd have just threw together. Some I think shit. Big
0: would have had his own record label, honestly. Like you know, he did. He, I
1: mean, that's what the whole point of Junior Mafia was. Yeah. They weren't signed, the bad boy.
0: Yeah, he had, he had him. He had well, Kim. wasn't he had
2: that Cam. why he? Uh, that's why he set up the Undias. That was the name of it, right? Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah, well, that
1: was with yeah. uh, yeah, uh, uh, Lance. Lance.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, because he also had Cam. Yeah, a lot yeah. of, there yeah,
1: because uh, Mace brought him to him. Cam, Charlie Baltimore, yeah. Yep. It was a deal, yep. Um, he was fucking Charlie Baltimore, which yep. was a, uh, you know, subject of beef again. Cause pop, I mean, uh, Maybe, that age. Just,
0: Maybe that aged terribly, too, <laughs> 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 fucking, <I'm trying, laughs> <yeah>, fucking artists.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not a good, dude, uh, dude, looking back on
0: it. Yeah. Would what Biggie what big have been a Me Too case? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: absolutely. I mean, Biggie fucked half of, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he fucked one of the total bitches. Oh, I can so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said he probably had <laughs> all three <two. laughs> once I hope not because one of them was really ugly <laughs> the <laughs> least singer right
0: I liked all I thought they were all pretty alright so um, like I said 1994 it was a little top heavy you know what I'm saying so let's run down a few notable albums You could, if there's anything you can remember you can throw in and I just want to know like, would ready, ready to die be the best album released this year so add these down I have Illmatic by Nas the Diary by Scarface. Regulate G Funk Era, Warren G. Great album. Two by Boys the Men. That's
2: not a hip hop album.
0: I'm just, I'm just naming great <laughs> albums of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it was kind of a little top heavy. That's what I'm saying. I think things hit its stride like 90, 95. Cal um, by Method Man. Funkified by The Brat. Blood and the Reality by The Fugees. And Southern Playing kind of Cadillac like Music by Outkast. I mean, you can add more, but would you like? What do you What do you put ready to die amongst those? Bone thugs. Bone thugs came out that year.
2: Okay. Well, like, where would I put it? Like, as like, far as want, like best to yeah,
0: as far as like the best of that year.
1: I mean, sleeping on the come up was a
0: classic. I still may have to edge out Illmatic I had, in this for regards. the love of money on it. For the love of money, yeah, <laughs> that
1: was one of my favorite raps. Rapper um, Easy E. I still remember that whole verse
2: by later. <laughs> you guys are probably going to think I'm on fucking crack, but I, for me personally, I like the Warren G album more. <laughs> mm, I mean, I'm not mad at that. I'm not the mad cow. at that. that was, I, said the cow. I See, it's funny, because I was anticipating I that album, but I was expecting more from it. You didn't like the cow. I, had I, the I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't like crazy about
1: Once it. Once again, I had the bootleg, and I had all the records wrong. <laughs> um, the names and titles of the records because mm-hmm. the, the things was messed up
0: mistake,
1: yeah. Like, yeah which happened to me a lot I, it happened with the Nori album I never knew the songs like even Fiesta which says Fiesta and then fucking chorus yeah, yeah, I yeah. still thought it was like give me some head I was like yo <laughs> yeah, 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 say, give me yeah, some yeah. head record and then it's like nigga how do you not know these songs if the chorus is in yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. my fucking track list is fucked up <laughs> and I'm fucking 10 <laughs>
2: Let me hear esta Loca. No, yeah, that's bad exactly. from TV. That's yeah, bad, bad from TV. Exactly. Fuck all of you people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My bootleg man was garbage. He also sold Fuck. oils. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fucking <laughs> instance. <laughs> Fucking bear share. <laughs> bear share. Nah, that was way before Bear, bear, bear Share, this.
0: man. This is when you used to record on a tape and use the volume. I had uh, would LimeWire. I used to sell CDs and give guys albums with like three songs missing or like three songs too many. <laughs>
1: Crazy. I mean, you named a my lot st- of records. Yeah, but- my
0: standouts. I got my standex is Illmatic, like you said, G Funk era. And um, I like um Southern Playlist of Cadillac like music by MOP,
1: The Roots.
2: Nobody listened to that first Roots album.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this, like 1994 was the not.
2: Next one was ridiculous. Come on,
0: Outkast. I said Outkast. I know, but yeah. Heavy D
1: and the Boys, Nothing Below, that was a classic.
0: I don't know I don't know about that one. It is. That's the reason why I didn't mention
1: it. That's I, mean, I got nothing but love for I mean that's a ninety
0: four? I thought that could've that's I
2: thought like that came out.
0: I know it's a classic.
1: I didn't drew know that came da- out that da- year. Drew the damager? J Rue. Yeah. Well, you know what the fuck I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> that but that was it for him. Um, Master P, which don't count because obviously that was the brat functify. I said the brat. This is not a shitty year, man the albums don't come out like that now No, nice I'm just saying cool. I
0: feel like a lot of fuck, Julio I, True That's what I'm saying I, But I Eh Grave Diggers Yeah, the Grave Diggers <laughs> I remember that that's Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying through, But
1: these though. are like Big albums back then This was a crazy year You had to think about it In that time In okay. that context Of okay. that time You're right Like I said um, <sighs> Bismarck At that time Big yeah. artist Diggable Planets
0: Oh, yeah, I missed that one at that
1: time this is big. Okay. I don't know if like we can't think about like obviously in retrospect, looking back, you know, in hindsight everything's twenty twenty, you'd be like, damn, was records with boo-boo. But at this time, that year was probably crazy to people.
2: Yeah, definitely. Right. You know I, know yeah, saying?
1: I like,
0: tried to p- I try to pick out like the ones- CL Smooth, made the main ingredient. I try to pick stuff, out the ones that actually- I I try to pick up the ones that I felt like tested time. Yeah, but we can't think that way.
1: Okay.
0: They I see fair. what you're saying. Like there's
1: two different ways. Yes. Those those albums that stand at the test of time, it's probably really only like 9 or 10 out of there, like Warren G, The Brat, because those are all classic um, hip-hop albums in general aspect, not like ranking them. But at the time, in 94 was a huge hip-hop year to have that type of the first five, uh, I mean, The Brat's from the South, MJ and 8-Ball um, MJG came out, they from the South, they were big. Outkaz has a classic album from the South. Then you turn around and have these North um, artists, Nas, Biggie, these new artists come out classic albums. It's like, it was like what we think now. So imagine what we thought like last year were all these big artists coming out from the different areas right. and you're saying like, yo, all these artists are coming out with great albums In one year, we were thinking like 2018 is one of the best years ever. That's why everybody always quotes 94 and say 94 is one of the biggest hip hop years ever because you have all these major artists from these different areas with two new artists basically from New York. You have the Brat from the South. You have all these people from the West Coast. Warren G was basically new at the time um and you're thinking like yo hip-hop's great and it was still fresh it's fresher it was fresher then than it is now right
0: i'm just I, I guess to my to my fault i compared it to 95 which i felt was like just seminal you know what i'm saying you had you know things heated up between the east coast and west coast you had mob it's still a big air. i mean you know, that's
1: a continuation of like you know,
0: these wu Tang artists coming out and then like you know saying the 95 source mm-hmm. awards you know what i'm saying it's just yeah. a lot a lot of like you know seminal things that happened oh, the shit, next year came out there, you too.
2: I think 96 was the best year. Yeah, that's, well, the that's the most
0: mature
1: yeah. polished hip hop year probably. Yeah. Okay. It, it, that's when you have the, the you know the the Jay-Z's and the mature music come out. It just wasn't a critically acclaimed. Yeah, right. And then
0: that looking back. So so where do so where do we put 98 a big year too? So where do we put Reasonable Doubt as, as far as like, you know, a lot of the albums that we mentioned, do we put that at the top?
1: reasonable doubt excuse me uh, ready to die ready to die in me in minds it's the top it's a top three hip hop album it's it's one of those things that I leave with people you know like yeah.
0: when I always talk about for me hop for me it's Illmatic if I tell if I need somebody if somebody's listening to hip hop for the first time I
2: said start with Illmatic yeah that's, I would say the same thing you know
0: that's why I edged it over ready to die for that year you know but you know ready to die probably aged better but like like
1: it was more conversational to me it was more of a it doesn't tell you the story of hip-hop. I don't think Biggie a shit about the story of hip-hop. Right, right. Um, I mean, other than Juicy, but it felt that was obviously forced because of what Puff, you know, influenced on that record. Um, but it was a story of a struggle of a man. It's a novel to me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like giving somebody a good book to read. It's like, here, here's Ready to Die. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at the blueprint. Those are my albums um, yep. that you would say, here, here. If I need you to listen to something, and yeah, I
0: do that. I I would do that for Kendrick's um, Good Kid, Matt City. Right, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's a novel.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and that's how I look at uh, Ready to Die. I think at the end of the day, like you said, it's it's a classic hip hop album. is a It's a part of the ecosystem, and it's the fabric of hip hop. Like obviously, you talked you brought it up earlier about like Eminem um, stealing a lot of the yeah you know the the foundation the groundwork that was laid out I wouldn't say stealing it but playing you it's know Oma.
0: ideas you know what I'm saying like Biggie's just saying shit you didn't hear people like nobody was dissing their mom's um, own records until, big, <laughs> until Biggie started doing it
1: uh, then you have like you know obviously um, the game taking a lot of that in the documentary that style that format um, even down to the baby on the cover Yeah, the game's a
0: line though <laughs> <laughs> but, but obviously <laughs> that
1: a lot of that comes from yeah. being a part of that fabric um, and then having um, uh, Moving on The Kendrick And then moving on To J. Cole Takes a lot of that Ready to die Groundwork And said This is how you make An album An autobi- autobiography About yourself right. This is how you do
0: it The scary part about it Like he just made it Look easy Like you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying Like it just It didn't look like Work to him It yeah. didn't feel like and Work so, to him J. Cole you know? made
1: 2014 <laughs> <'cause I, laughs> yeah right it hasn't been that easy since then
0: yeah <laughs> I think Kendrick had a lot of fun with Damn as well though like you know what I'm saying yeah
1: but it was a different I don't think it's autobiographical
0: like, I'm, I'm not saying it's autobiography, yeah. but, but for as good as that album as for as good as that album is mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like it, a lot of work In the went first into it from matters. Kendrick you know what I'm saying I think the same thing with Outkast and um, uh, Equimini Equimini was probably their
1: most it seems like most relaxed like, it's, yeah, 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 yeah like we're just making good music yeah wasn't forced.
0: It wasn't like, "Hey, we, uh, here we gotta make an album." I was, you gonna, know? I was gonna say, like Stinkonia. <laughs> I, I, was gonna I still like Stinkonia. Though. I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, um, for Outcast, uh, Speaker Box Love Below. Even though it, how big that album was, yeah, but it would. seemed like dividing. they had a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just seemed like they had a lot of fun doing their own album. thing. Yeah.
1: but not together. Which that's the reason why I don't pick it. it obviously, it's a awesome record. Right, it sold the most out of all that shit, but um, they weren't cohesive. Mm-hmm. They went in their own separate... They didn't even make it in the same studio, which is crazy. No, uh, really? no, No. Uh, Andre 3000 made a lot of his shit at home. And then um, Big Boy went to the dungeon and did his shit at the new dungeon, not the real dungeon. Right. Um, but they didn't. It wasn't cohesive. So it's hard to say that's one of their most fun records. You know, but, you know, you had Equimini when they were at their peak. Um, and it didn't seem forced. It was like we can make Rosa Parks, we can make Miss Jackson, and yeah. then like, slap on the bar. Yeah, yeah. wasn't
0: Miss Jackson on? Oklahoma? No, no. Miss Jackson
1: no, was, was on. It um, was um, It was on But still, I mean, well, that was a oh great God. record. Who told fucking Cali to touch that record?
2: I actually like that shit That record is did
1: you? horrible I don't like Oh it. my
0: god I, I like bad. the record he did It just did. doesn't sound good
1: I had the uh, confession I went to go see Aladdin With my kids And I like the record That he did with Will Smith When he remade <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: gonna come clean I really wanna go see that movie <laughs> I mean, It's not as bad I went and saw so. John Wick 3 but <laughs> So Ending on Where are we ending at on Oh no! Like you know, what I'm saying, I'm. This is just an album that it it lives with me. It means a lot to me. You know, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna l- be listening to this on the way home. You know, what I'm saying it's just it's just a tragic. It's just a, tra- a tragedy. But I honestly, you know, it's kind of weird to say. I don't want to sound fucked up for saying this. I just don't see this story ending any other type of way. You know, what I'm saying. I think that's in a weird way how big actually wanted it. You know, what I'm saying it's just the eeriness of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like he, you know, somebody came to him in a dream and told him this is how his life was going to play out. He didn't make any real effort to try and change it, you know what I'm saying? And because of that, you know, he left us with a lot of great shit, you know, and that's just something we should, you know, we should appreciate, you know? Amen. Yeah. Oh, wow, that was beautiful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> any last words? Any last that? words? Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I like i said i there there was so much more out at the time that i was paying attention to um the the one regret i do have is when life after death came out that was around the same time triumph came out so I paid no attention to this album This at guy all. was really Wu Tang. Yo, I'm not, I'm not, i Fucking with us. it's sure the one. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I had a closet full <laughs> of Wu wear. Like it was, it was bad. It was bad. Do you still have any of that Wu wear? Twenty million I'm of useful land. <laughs> I, I might, have one shot. I only
0: regret what that album says. It's not so you was ODB. listening to
2: Gravel Pit. Or yeah, was you nah, that you know. Know. right? <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that, did you know it was over <laughs> right then? Yeah, did, no, I, I knew. I <laughs> when did you get the Wu Tang name generator? And what name did they give you? <laughs> Childish Gambino. <laughs> that's, that's how Childers, um, Donald Glover got his rap name from the Wu Tang name generator. Really? Yeah, Childish yeah, Gambino from Wu Tang. That's hilarious. Yeah. That makes sense, though. <laughs> that
2: makes sense. Yeah.
1: That is crazy, I put though. my name in there, and I forgot what it was, but it wasn't as cool as childhood.
0: They was ahead of their time with that one. Like, it was ahead of their that time was, with, with every, a lot. was, everything. That was some shit, everything. That's some shit that would have been perfect for today.
2: Like You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They were, they were ahead of their time with a lot of things. Yeah, and you know what's crazy, too? Like... I didn't even understand half of the shit they were saying back. Then. We're gonna
1: get into that because that has to be one of the upcoming albums. I've told you that was one of the ones that I wanted to do. First. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, that's on the list. Thirty six um, Chambers. Is we're one probably of my gonna have, we can we can do we can tackle that one after we tackle the next one. I'm I gonna, also
2: want to do Liquid Swords. That's my favorite Wu Tang um, album of all time. I'm gonna come clean,
0: I'm gonna come clean. Did, did I, rest stop? I'm gonna come clean.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. And I told him I was like, that's one of my favorite. Like, it was the first rap song I ever learned
0: verbatim was Boxer. Yep. can I can I confess something? Breaks it down to the bone, crystal Can I confess <laughs> something? And I don't get mad at me. Never listen to Liquid Swords.
2: Die, kill yourself. <laughs>
0: it's one of the I best. I know, I know, I know. When I you know, talk about old school hip hop
2: production
1: and like really like the best beats ever made, it's on Liquid Swords. Some I, of the yeah. best.
2: I love Wu Tang. It was the appearances, beat. everything, the the cohesiveness of that album. The content. Okay, yeah. I, I got to go listen to now because to me, this not my music- favorite solo out of all of them. It's one of my favorite
1: uh, Wu Tang albums. One of the first ones I learned all the words because I bootlegged it. But um, I was, it's my, it go, it's Ghostface, Iron Man.
2: Mm, yeah, that's my. That favorite. came out right after. Yep. Yep.
1: They were hitting right after the, and then Raekwon, and then you I, like, I love I well, like all of them,
2: but well, they're all,
1: all the first four are ph- phenomenal because well, right? well, well, he was well, at it. his height. Well, but the Liquid Source has the better beats out of all of them to me. Yeah, yeah. better than
2: yeah,
0: Per Tape? tape has amazing beats. The, those albums are pretty close. Yeah, like th- that they're, they're neck and neck. Yeah. The best beat still is Liquid Swords though. I like the beats on on old dirty shit too.
1: They're they're all great. He was in his fucking <laughs> no, I'm bag. Gonna, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: was in his bag. This, for like This four is years. why I wasn't paying attention to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, like he, even even, even like boot camp at the time, like their shit is incredible. Yeah. But I wasn't even checking for him back then. I didn't care. Would you listen, until later on? Would you
0: listen to the guy from London? What's his name again? The, the he guy, wasn't a part of Wu Tang at that time. The fake Wu Tang member? Nah, he wasn't a part of Wu Tang
2: until like 2000.
1: He's talking about the guy with vines- uh, Sil- S- S- Silver Hands. S- S-
0: Silver Rings?
2: Silver Rings. Silver Rings. I have no idea who Yeah, that is. There's
1: there's guy, guy that is much RZA RZA He's like 2006. That, that RZA found in London. That was a huge Wu Tang fan. He just made him an honorary member. Like him member. and
0: RZA orchestrated the whole um, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin one album that they sold and shit. Like he was behind that shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he yeah he finesse the niggas. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, but yeah, I mean, we could definitely. I'll probably put that after the next album that I have planned later for this month. Um, I know it, I'm gonna just say it now. It's gonna, it's gonna be the Lemonade episode. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, just, I got you know what I'm saying. I've been getting a lot of texts. You know what I'm saying? You know, when we gonna make this happen? We are gonna make this happen? You know what I'm saying? I try to when I structure these episodes, I try to do like we started off with Jay Z, then I move forward to like you know a more you know oh. recent album, then I went back. And now, but you know, do some you know that's a little bit more you know relevant, not relevant, but you well, know, you, you'll probably do Kendrick, or you yeah, the Kendrick's on the
1: We do, um, do Jay Cole, twenty fourteen, Forest Hills. most definitely. It's an important record, yeah, just because he. It's triple platinum now,
0: right? And it. I don't care what none of y'all saying. I'm doing a Tyler album, <laughs> I'll do it by myself. I haven't heard of it, doing <laughs> Igor. I, hey. I, I, would, I know it, it just would, came out, but no, it would be Flower Boy. Flower Boy, as of right now, is just, as of right now, it's subject to changes, is magnum opus. But like, <laughs> no, thank you for it, like, for like, you Tyler. know, it's funny people have not listened to Tyler to like right now. No, like, Flower, Flower Boy was it, that's the thing Like, people are really holding up like Flower Boy to a lot of kids, like a lot of like festival kids and weird kids. That's their fucking thriller. Like for no like as a Tyler fan, this is what I'm seeing. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've been a Tyler fan a long time. I didn't really try and push it for people. Festivals
1: like that. is a false fucking way to gauge
0: shit. But man. I'm just talking about that audience. Everybody though. has a good fan base at a festival, or, right? That's I'm just true. talking about I'm just That's talking true. about that everybody I'm, just, has a real I'm just talking good about family. that alternative audience. The SoundCloud I, Tyler, audience. I don't want to like, segregate
1: Tyler, I'm just saying in general, yeah. as far as festival fans, I don't use that as a gauge because everybody has an awesome fucking festival um, right. um fan base. But Tyler has a rabbit. Like he, he has people that followed him yeah. since Yonkers. Um, right. people. I think people are more tied to him as an individual and the music and his just everything else that comes with Tyler. Uh, other than I'm not saying he doesn't make great music. You already know I like Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of that goes with that hand in hand. Like Tyler is a package deal about everything. He's not a person because he he's a creative in general. Right. Um, with just art, music, everything. Yeah. Um, he's not like you know where people that follow Kendrick is purely because of music because he doesn't do anything else mm-hmm. With Tyler is everything that yeah, comes with him it's a, Yeah, it's the lifestyle it's the skating is he's one of us he's a dickhead he eats roaches you know they don't fucking know they just think he's a cool guy right. a lot of people don't even know his music they just like him
0: yeah that's I'm saying but now like with Flower, like I said Flower Boy brought in a whole new demographic for him you know what I'm saying You're, people taking him now serious as an actual artist like, I feel like I feel like Flower Boy was his like College dropout and Igor is this late registration. You know what I'm saying? College drop. I mean, Flower like, all right, you guys should take me serious. And Igor is like, all right, now that I got your attention, this is what I can do. You know what I'm saying? So you know, shout out to him. Tyler's on the list. You know, what I'm saying I'm trying to think of some more old school. I'm definitely doing Illmatic. You know, and um, the Chronic. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, definitely. We, we, we're gonna we're gonna get to all these. You know what I'm saying? We're probably I and mean, we have to do an LL just for me. <laughs> Most definitely. I'm mama said <laughs> knock you out. Okay, I can do that. I'll mm-hmm. do any LL. You know what
1: I'm saying? No should, I wouldn't do anything Shout out to one of the
0: customers at my job They gave me like a whole like trunk full of like old CDs Like you know what I'm saying I got some shit from Grand Puba I got Jay-Z's should we, 3 We
1: should ask a poll and see what people pick for next But at some point we have to do DMX
0: Yes I just don't the know which DMX sound. The first one it, dark the as the yeah.
1: it was okay. it was an usher it ushered in the new sound at the time Right So We should also have like a Resurgence of Def Jam it def- yep. Just that whole yeah. area, that 98. 98. 98 was another one, like we told you. 94, 96,
0: 98. Yeah. yeah. You know, say the whole murder ink era. All right, bet. So this was fun. <laughs> you could do a Ja Rule.
2: Ja Rule. Yeah, <laughs> You start getting sick. I don't to jump to It's
0: going to no, it like, I would do one on Pain is Love. Defer, I would yeah, do Pain, pain and Love. That's it. That's it. sorry. Vinny yeah. <laughs> Vinny 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 Vinny. Vinny 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 It's murder. Uh, but no, nah, this was fun too. We'll you do man. a too. <laughs> yeah, country grammar. People don't talk enough about country grammar. Thank God. Why not? Because <laughs> trying to explain you have the the, fucking eloquence of the lyrics like EI Uh oh. You have to, to get critical You like nobody sounded, it's one thing to to come out and nobody sound like you.
2: When that true the big out, episodes, yeah. Yeah. when <laughs> no, that no. shit came out, I'm like, what the fuck? Underlay Underlay mommy, E I L. Mami, e-i, he, was e-i. Origi- he was
0: original Lil Nas X. Like, um fucking <laughs> right with Me was the original Old Town Road. Like that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody sounded like Nelly, and that I have to
1: get, I have to get flowers. I hate me. it. Uh, so I never really admitted this to a lot of people, but I hated all Nelly's production. Mm. I hated the producer. Uh, <laughs> ride, with,
2: ride With Me was pretty hot.
1: Uh, what <laughs> was the guy's name? I forgot his name, the, his main producer, but I hated the way they're production. It was like catchy tunes, but it was cheesy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, all I could think is like Country grammar in my head right now.
0: Mm, Nellyville was kind of kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> they had
1: some beats, and then you're just like,
0: "Oh, it's goofy." oh this is goofy I don't know he, he won he, I'm saying I was on. I was a little on the fence with Nelly too but then he won me over when he smoked KRS one <laughs> that was like fighting a deer in a cage man <laughs> oh people can't fight <laughs> like I knew, K, was, I knew no was, one here even said your name oh you really feeling guilty about yo he smoked that nigga yo <laughs> he, and then he beat him on rock the Might beat yo KRS so one say yo don't buy Nelly's album on June 25th <laughs> I always like when hey, that, he's so sick I
2: said i house.
0: Like, you want a nigga to... If you don't want people to buy somebody's album, don't give out the fucking album date, dummy. <laughs> but
1: not even that. You underestimate the juice that you have. Right. Like, he's one of those people that's in denial of where he was at in hip-hop at yeah. the time. And I, I felt I bad. It. I actually felt bad for him. Because everybody seen where it was going but him. Right. Like, everybody around him was like, yo, this... this li-, like, Nelly was higher than fucking Fish Grease at that time.
2: Right. Like, like, it was
1: nothing you can do. Yeah. You wasn't going to out-rap him because he... He had all the women.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And here comes KRS One yeah. with the fat nose. It and wasn't on. Nobody's, cared, nobody's
2: that, cared about him for like fifty years the, at that. Point. Exactly. That and was, was the like, same
0: mistake Cannabis made with LL Cool J.
1: Yeah, you're you're beating a guy who has more women than you. Right. Yep. And and has a television show. Like I don't care if you rap your ass off. That was the difference, though. KRS One actually couldn't really rap anymore. Right. <laughs> um. But Cannabis could rap. Mm-hmm. And but he just wasn't going. Even though LL did smoke him, though he smoked the
0: 14321. It's yeah. not fair cuz yeah, well, yeah. reverse,
1: right right. but he smoked his ass. Yeah. He's
0: was, he was, Hey man, music industry. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming, you know I'm saying? Another inductee instead of run that shit back, Hall of Fame. You know I'm saying? The Cooperstown of, you know, classic albums, you know I'm saying? Um <laughs> next time, you know, hopefully we get, you know, a, you know, Hopefully, guests come here on time. <laughs> At all, <laughs> now shout out to my man Saquon. He couldn't make it here, but you know, saying we don't catch him on the rebound. And um, tune in, subscribe. You know, saying you know where to find us. Peace.